All right. Well, welcome back to our podcast, Talk of Success. My name is Jacqueline Mejias Fuertes. I am the Regional Director of the Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College, covering Monmouth and Ocean County. And once a month, we put this podcast together to talk about success. And what better time than now because of everything that we're going through. So I have a wonderful guest who I have to admit, it's one of those individuals that you meet in your life and make such a deep impression. And you did, Dominic. Yes, yes, you did. Uh, when I met Dominic, he worked for the SBA at the time. Dominic is an entrepreneur, and I'm going to tell you more about him in a little bit. But when you meet these individuals and they impact your life in such a positive way, you make it a point to want to expose them to other people for better word so you can get to know Dominic. And we're going to talk about Dominic's success in different areas. I mean, Dominic is an entrepreneur. He's been successful in the government arena. Now he is in the financial arena as well. So we're going to get into that. But first, before we get into our podcast, because talk of success is about success, but as we always say, success is a personal thing. So when you're listening to this podcast or viewing it live, on Facebook through a shared universe streaming, because at the moment it's not on our Facebook page, but it will be. So whether you're listening to it live now through a shared universe, or you are viewing it at a later date through our Facebook page, I do want to say welcome. And most of all, I want to ask you, how are you doing with everything that's going on around this? How have you been making out with this whole quarantine situation? I know that me and my crew, my team, we had to figure out ASAP eight weeks ago how we were going to take our center virtual. I'm happy to say that our network, the NJSBDC, is totally networked. I mean, not network, virtual. So... That, for those that don't know about the SBDC, that stands for the Small Business Development Center. And here in the state of New Jersey, we are a network of 12 centers. Our headquarters is out of Rutgers University. And then the other 12 centers are strategically located throughout the state of New Jersey, covering all 21 counties. And we're usually housed in uh, education institution. So it's either a two-year institution like ours, Brookdale Community College, and I'm proud to say we've been with Brookdale for over 42 years, or you can find us in four-year universities. So going back to how are you feeling? You know, I know that I've gone through some stresses, some anxiety. My team has gone through it as well, and it's because of the change. And I get when people turn around and go, oh yeah, it's the new normal. And I go, no, it's the new reality because the normal, I don't know what that is anymore and won't know for a little bit. So I just ask you to take a moment and check on yourself. Are you doing that self-care that you have to do? So during COVID-19, are you taking time for yourself? As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you need to recharge your battery. You need to make sure that you take time for yourself. So with that being said, so what's the purpose of our podcast, right? Our podcast, excuse me, podcast is to provide entrepreneurs and small business owners with insight, empowerment, 
motivation and education that's going to assist them get to the next level. So if you're an entrepreneur, you have a business idea, guess who's around to help you? The SBDC. And it doesn't matter if it's during a crisis or doing what we hope soon will be back to normal to some extent, because that normal picture is going to be different. So the podcast format is a mixture here of I'm going to be interviewing Dominic, but I really want you to hear about Dominic's history, basically, and who is Dominic and why he is so great uh, for the business community. He has been in the past and continues to do so in his new role. And then um, after we hear from Dominic and Dominic shares some insight with us, there's always a thing towards the end that I do ask all our guests to do, and that is to provide us with three action items that we can actually take away and grow from them as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as leaders. So with that, I do want to introduce Dominic Belfori. And I think I just butchered your last name, but you know I love you anyway, Dominic. And Dominic and I met when he was with SBA. Sorry, I just pulled out my, my headset, right? But now Dominic's new position is Vice President of Relationship and relationship manager, business and professional banking at MNT Bank. And I have to say, mouthful, but I get it because when I have to say Jacqueline Mejia's Fuertes, regional director of the Small Business Development Center covering Monmouth and Ocean County, talk about a mouthful. <laughs> so I, I get it, Dominic, right? So Dominic's specialty there is developing long-lasting relationships with small business owners and connecting them with the resources that they need to grow. And Dominic was a tremendous resource for me when he was with the SBA. And that's when I met Dominic. And in his role with the SBA, Dominic managed business, the Business Accelerator Program. He provided uh, business growth resources, again, to the small business community on behalf of the U.S. federal government. And when I heard Dominic speak for the first time, it was on procurement. And for those of you who don't know what procurement is, procurement is when you're looking to do business with the government and talk about things that you have to go through and how do you make that interesting and you keep everybody interested as you're presenting, Dominic won the prize for that. I was like, I have never met someone who could talk about procurement, make it interesting, make you wanna learn more and see how that was gonna help your business be a success. So with that, I introduce to you my friend, my colleague, Dominic. So Dominic, welcome to our, to our podcast, Talk of Success, and thank you for taking the time to be here with us. So Dominic, come on, tell us about yourself. <laughs> thank I you know. so much, Jacqueline. <laughs> it's my pleasure to be here, really. Thank you so much for having me on. So, I mean, I'm going to go back to a little thing here because Dominic did serve in the United States Marine Corps, and with that, my hat off to you. I come from a family of veterans and I am so honored always to be in the presence of someone who has served our country. So with that, Dominic, I want to go back. So you were in the military, mm -hmm. right? And you're also an entrepreneur. So I'm like, when the heck did that all happen? Because, you know, being in the military, you have a certain mindset. Being an entrepreneur, you have another mindset. And then everything in between. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dominic. So, you know, let's start with the military. From there, why don't we get started there? 
Sure. So I, I was in the Marine Corps for four and a half years, um, saw some phenomenal things, saw some not so great things. And all in all, I'd say it was a positive experience I, I took away from it. Um, you know, but the one thing I, I looked at from my time in the Marine Corps was that I took away a, an attitude of, of opportunity, of looking, looking for opportunity wherever I could find it, looking for happiness wherever I could find it. Um, and it was that purposeful mindset, that purposeful mindset of looking for things that I think has lasted with me all this time. And I think that's what has brought me to where I am now. Um, the idea that things weren't going to fall in my lap, that I had to go out and look for them. And I think that's what led me to entrepreneurship. That's what led me to the jobs that I've had so far was that idea that I had to go out and look for what I wanted. I had to go out to look for happiness in what I was doing and satisfaction in what I was doing. I had to go out for look to look for the opportunities to be to to build myself and not wait for them to be presented to me. That's so, amazing. Yeah. You know, no one has ever come on and said, you know, I've looked at, you know, I think we all look for opportunities. I think if we all have that entrepreneurial mindset that we actually are looking for opportunities, even in today's time with what's going on. So many new businesses are still starting up. So many people have pivoted their business mm -hmm. because of opportunities. So I know that, okay, so you were in the military and I know you've done a few things in between and we'll get into that, but what drove you to start your own business and tell us a little bit more about that time sure. in life. And is this still going on? Because as a VP <laughs> of MNT, I mean, we're serial entrepreneurs, but hey, my hat's off to you. <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. So, so I have a, a, a boutique consulting business that I run, um, working with small business owners, helping them in the procurement, primarily in the procurement space. Um, and it came from that sense of looking for opportunity, right? Looking to fill gaps that I knew existed. Um, so while at SBA, uh, I, I saw gaps in the system. I saw gaps where entrepreneurs weren't necessarily being served, but needed assistance. Um, I took the opportunity to, to run things past legal and see where everything lined up and see where my skill set lined up and said, okay, here, here's, here's who's being served. Here's, here's where a need stands. Here's where my abilities lie in between that. And let me be able to, let me see how I can serve that need. Um, so I wound up niching down and saying, you know who really needs services and, and isn't being served right now and isn't being focused on? And that's veterans. Um, so I wound up, wound up niching down and saying, let me focus specifically on veterans. You know, SBA does a great job of focusing on minority and underserved communities. SBA does a great job of ser servicing women's women business owners. Um, but right now, as far as procurement goes, um, veterans were, at the time, were a really underserved community um, that SBA wasn't serving. Um, the VA was servicing them somewhat mm -hmm. as far as certifications and things like that go, but SBA wasn't. Uh, so I took a look at that and said, listen, I know my community as far as veterans go. I know how to speak the language and connect with them. And I know the business entrepreneurial side of things as well. Let's put those things together and see how we can serve, see how I can serve my community best. Nice. So that was a marriage in there. As I'm listening to you speak, um, you identified a need, which mm -hmm. is when I had my business and that's years ago because 
like you, I am an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur as well. But for this business, the business I had to be a success, it was truly identifying the need. And when I saw that there was a need, that there was a gap, just like you, Dominic, it's when that business took off the ground and it worked and it was servicing the small business community for me, small to mid-size. I see for you, it was the veteran. So it was a great marriage bringing in your veteran expertise as being, uh, you know, a vet and that of uh, the business community as well, or business information for the business community, especially working under SBA. So during your time in SBA, I know you ran an accelerator program, which mm -hmm. was really awesome. And I have to say, I kind of piggybacked off your idea. <laughs> and we ran one um, in conjunction with the city of Long Branch. And there were 10 individuals who actually went through our program. So I did steal a little bit from you and it's not stealing, it's borrowing and among friends, we just share, Absolutely. right? <laughs> so um, with that, so what made you get into, well, we understand you're a veteran, you wanna service them, but that accelerator program, you wanna tell us a little bit more of your role under creating that program? Because to my knowledge, that wasn't in existence because I've been around for a while with with NJSBDC, right? So how, how old was that program? And did you initiate it or, because I don't recall it until you came on board. So I can't take credit for bringing that program to Jersey. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would love to take credit for it. Um, that was a national level program that was being run in a few cities before it came here to Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had the, uh, um, we got funding for it, uh, primarily uh, head, headlined through uh, the district director at the time, who still is district director, Al Tatone. Mm -hmm. um, he made the play for it and it uh, wound up going phenomenally and it's been a success ever since it's been here. Yeah, I have to so say I, I can't take credit for bringing it here. Um, I was the lucky one that um, was, was put in charge of it and I've been, been blessed to run it. Because you did a phenomenal job while you were with the SBA in running it. So now getting back to more the personal end, because with talk of success, it is about the personal aspect that goes along with running your business or being an entrepreneur. So my question to you is, what did you have to sacrifice to get there? You know, and how did you feel about it? Like in order to be an entrepreneur, I know that I did this while my children were young. And while I did it with the intent to be home, yes, I was home, but that 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 did not mean I was present, mm -hmm. right? Not for everything the way I wanted it to be. So I know that that's not what occurred. So for you, what do you, let's start with, what do you, what do you believe you had to sacrifice to get your business off the ground, which contributes to your current position. So share that with us. So I, I was told by a friend once that that God's currency is time. And and I think that that's a very uh, true statement. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that in essence is what I had to sacrifice. It was was time. Um, as, as you can tell by the timeline, I ran I ran the business at the same time I was working full time. Um, and so it was nights and weekends, you know, I, I, I couldn't ethically, uh, or morally run the business at the same time I was working mm -hmm. um, or physically <laughs> 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 at the same time I was working. It was just be impossible. Um, 
so it was nights and weekends and it was coming up with a, an arrangement with my wife and saying, listen, here's, here's the boundaries. We as a family are willing to commit X amount of time per week, per night to this venture. And beyond that, the, the give isn't worth the take, you know? Uh, and as a family, we came up with those boundaries. That's amazing. Cause again, similar, I had to kind of had the conversation um, with the spouse then. And, you know, there were just things that I was going to require their help at times. And that at times I wasn't even going to be present, which mm -hmm. is huge. And I think it's something that when we talk about success. We have to turn around and go, what are we get? What are we willing to give up for that success? And we do, I think everybody has to give something up. I don't think that um, from my perspective, and you could definitely chime in and say, yes, I agree with you or no, you know, you do give something up. You are going to sacrifice something. And what that something is, is totally up to you. And you made a great point, Dominic, when you say weighing it, you know, right. how much is it worth it? You know, is it worth it giving up my time with my children uh, to do this? Is it going to be, you know, for forthcoming again, what do you classify as success? So, Let's go there. What's what is success to you, Dominic? <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. Still, what is success to you? You know, for me, actually, it was the fact that even though I could not attend everything that my children did, I was home because mm. I was going through a transition, and it was either get a job and go back to New York, and that required a commute, or willing to be here. You know, that if my kids needed me, I could drop whatever I was doing and I could be present. So for you, Dominic, I gave you a little time to think. <laughs> what is success to you? I think this success to me is. Um, success to me is raising three because now I have three. I know. Um, congratulations. <laughs> um, success to me is raising three good human beings. Um, and, and by that, I refer to my three children. Um, <laughs> just in case anyone was wondering. Success to me is referring, is, is raising three, um, three good, decent human beings. Um, and I think there's a lot of factors that, that will lead into that. A lot of contributing factors and a lot of, um, you know, objectives that will lead to that goal you know, um, I think having uh, having a, a stable income contributes to that goal of, of being able to raise good, decent human beings. I think good time management and a balanced work life, um, or let me rephrase that, a harmonious work life. <laughs> I was going to go, you have a balanced one? Wow. <laughs> no, not, so, not, not in any way. Oh I, I don't remember <laughs> being balanced i call it a juggling act uh, so i didn't mean to interrupt dominic like, <laughs> no you just didn't hold back the laughter <laughs> like he has a he could oh okay balance huh because no you, no uh harmonious i love that i i yeah. love harmonious because i have to say the professor and me and i teach marketing and i teach intro to business as well and entrepreneurship and you know when i read that it says a balance. I remember a coach that I love dearly told me, really, there's a balance. 
And I was like, boy, is this man correct? There is no balance. It's always a juggling act. Right. So, And that's so, why I refer to it as harmony, because harmony in its definition um, allows for things to be out of balance, but still but still perfect in its nature, right? It still yeah. can be in harmony, but out of totally out of balance. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I got to remember that. And since <laughs> this is being taped, I could jot that down and put it in a quote somewhere because I like that. You know, what is the definition of harmony? So that is right. Things are unbalanced, but, you know, even I look at what we're going through today, it's unbalanced, but um, it could be harmonious if we do allow it to be. You know, it's a time where... I mean, no one could ever think that we would be going through this right now. And I have to say, I have never been closer with my family. And I'm not mm -hmm. talking about my children that live with me because I see them every day. But my sisters who live in other states, you know, my nieces that live in other states and how once a week now we actually get together, which that would never have happened <laughs> on our regular schedule. Who had time, right? right, right. So looking at it and saying, what is it that you take from that? So in sacrificing, I mean, because I think about what you just said, Dominic, that you were working full time and you were also working on your business. And I've spoken to entrepreneurs. I've had panelists tell me, I would never, ever recommend for anyone to do that again in their life. You know, I remember one years ago and it was from a foodiepreneur event and he was an engineer and he said, thank God I have a partner who works and his partner, they're uh, partners together in their business venture. He goes, because without that partner taking on what he did, he would not have been able to do it. And mm -hmm. he said he would never recommend it. And I was like, there's a lot to be said because usually when you're starting a business, you know, you still need income. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I tell that to everybody. I so I don't know about you, but I like my home. I like driving a car. I love vacations. I'm waiting for a vacation when I could go on one again. Right. And that's key. So you have to, you know, think about the income. Right. So looking at that and saying, wow, how did, you know, so how did that make you feel? Like, have you, well, your kids are young, aren't mm -hmm. they? Because I know mine were a bit older and it, it meant, you know, not going to a soccer game or missing some other event. So for you, I mean, they're on the young side. How does your wife handle it? Maybe she's the one that should be in there with you. <laughs> <the donkey. laughs> she should. She should. She was the one taking the brunt of the work, you know, doing bedtime solo and, and managing the kids. Um, so it was a lot of conversations uh, between the two of us on, on going back to, again, what's what's worth it? What's What direction is this all heading in? And for example, right now, I've got an uh, eight-week-old at home. And for the time being, I've, I've pulled back on, on the side business and saying, listen, now now's not the time to be devoting time anywhere else besides my, my job, my main job, and my family. Um, it's, it's not the time to have other, other priorities, other focuses. Um, so because that's, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. It can be flexible. That's it. And I was about to write that down, but you beat me to it. <laughs> the flexibility that you get from being an entrepreneur, from being a small business owner, that if something arises, you could pull back. You know, it is your business. You are creating uh, your schedule. You do have to work it. 
I always tell everybody, if you want the business to be around, you're definitely going to have to work the business. Don't think being a business owner means I get to come and go as I please. Good luck with that. I haven't met anyone unless they've been in business for years to have the ability to do that. So with everything that, you know, you've gone through, especially within your business and with your career, both in government and now in banking. Uh, my question though, this is what mistakes have given you the most significant lessons when you have to think about everything that you have gone through in the past, you know, and it could be from the military all the way on down, you know, maybe it was in college that something came across that let you on this path, but from mistakes, I always feel we grow from mistakes. You know, some people fear them and I'm like, forget fear. Fear is like my little driving force. It may scare the heck out of me, but I'm going to do it anyway. So for you, what mistakes have given you the most significant lessons? If you could share that with us. I can tell you the biggest one right off the bat is the 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 thought or the belief that I I, I have to do it all <sighs> or that I can do it all. Wow. Right off the bat, that's the one that's jammed me up more times than I can remember. You know what? Being the super person. Yep. Yeah. I, I fully agree with you with that, you know, thinking that you have to take it, take everything on and mm -hmm. that you can do everything, you know, um, for me was the, it has to be done and it has to be done right all the time. And a smart, wise person told me once, you know, Chuck that to the curb. And I have to tell you, it took me to the age of 50 to figure that out, Dominic. You know, um, prior to 50, I thought I had to be super person. Let me tell you how many times done is better than perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who, are you, who are you talking to? I, sad thing was I had a quote on my wall that said, um, good is never good enough. <laughs> and now I'm like, are you kidding me? Rest that off. Because I said, no, that's not it. I have to tell you, you're right. Thinking that you have to get it, that you have to do it all, mm -hmm. that you can't delegate anything. And in business, that's huge. When you are a business owner, an entrepreneur getting things off the ground, I'm like the moment you, you're able to start delegating, I think is key. You know, so then this way you can start working in your business versus, well, no, on your business versus in your business, right? I was yeah. saying it wrong. <laughs> it's on your business versus in your business. And a speaker, I think our last speaker says something about, you know, he goes in owner versus um, in terms of, well, I can't think of what he said exactly, but go listen to our podcast from last one. There you go. He said it and it had to do with ownership. And it's like, am I an owner or um, CEO? Yeah. You know, that he goes, I don't have to be present in order to make my business work. And it was working again on his business versus in his business. Mm -hmm. So what other mistake do you think? Because that's a big one. I mean, you yeah. hit, I was like, home run, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, major mistake thinking that you have to do it all. So what would be another one that you would want to share with us? So the other one is, is similar. And that's the, the idea that I have to figure it out all myself. Right. Yeah. Um, that I'm, I'm the one that's got to know it all. I got to figure this out myself. 
Um, oh my gosh, I I work for the SBA. I should know all the resources out there. Why am I sitting there with a pencil and a notepad, brain draining myself, trying to figure this out and not calling all the resources that are available? Why am I trying to figure this out when I know I can call somebody for free? <laughs> on top of it, right? On top of that and trying to figure this out. I'm sitting there Googling SEO for, for my own business. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there Googling SEO, trying to figure out all the ins and outs of SEO for a website I'm creating myself. Why? Why am I wasting my time trying to figure all this out? I'm trying to figure out every aspect of being a business owner. Mm -hmm. I should be trying to figure out how to do what I do best. Nice. So, so, so in conjunction with trying to do it all, it's trying to, the, that idea that I have to know it all because I'm the business owner. I need to know everything about my business. Yeah. That goes with not looking for support or thinking that the support is not there or being afraid to ask for support. Because yeah. sometimes I think we look at it and say, well, if I ask for assistance, what does that say about me? Mm -hmm. And in the world that we live in, well, you and I both know because we've come from organizations that are so resource focused that we're here to assist, you know, even in your current position at MNT yeah. Bank, it's all about being a resource, making the connections, making sure that the business community has what it needs in order to succeed. I, so I, that is pretty significant. I mean, I'm thinking of those two and I'm like, they, they are pretty significant. I'm using the <laughs> word again, uh, but how they're so related to each other. Yeah. You know, because when we think we have to do it all and that we don't need to tap or don't want to tap into the other resources or that we need to get it done right, that perfectionism, mm -hmm. uh, to me, I've learned perfectionism leads to procrastination. Mm. The idea that, oh, oh, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. Or, you know, and what you said is so true. Done. <laughs> It's the way to go. You know, done is good. You know, as they say, um, and just this is just on a personal level because I'm still working on my dissertation, but hopefully to be done this month. It's, you know, a uh, good dissertation is a done dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to take myself out of my own head and say, you know what? This is good enough. Don't, don't re-edit because, boy, can I go back and say, well, maybe I should add this and maybe I should add that. And maybe I should. And you know what? Stop with the maybe. Stop with the whole thing. <laughs> done. So that done um, it is key. It's absolutely key. So um, let's say, going on to our next questions, because we always have a few questions here. So what are three action items that you would recommend those that are looking to achieve a level of success in the business world? Um, what is it that you would recommend and why do you actually recommend them? So we're looking for three. And I told you before we came on the air, I jot everything <laughs> down because eventually I'm just going to write a little booklet on saying, guess what? the podcast guests talked about and what their three recommendations are. So what are your three recommendations that you feel that can lead to success for uh, business? So, so first of all, find yourself a good lawyer, CPA and banker. <laughs> Great. And that goes with um, getting in contact with those resources yeah. that are really going to help your business. Yeah. So, uh, 
I agree with you full heartedly that tapping into, especially those individuals that have the expertise, you know, first they're going to save you a great deal of time. They're going to cost you, mm -hmm. but the amount of time that you're going to save because they're going to put you on the right path is so well worth it. Yeah. So connecting to the right resources, which is your lawyer, your accountant, especially in a day like now, mm -hmm. right? Because and those resources are going to be strategic. If you're using them right, you should be in continual conversation with them, not just around tax time, right? right? Not just around when you need something from them. You should be in conversation with them throughout the year so that you can be planning strategically for your business. Nice. And I like that strategic piece in there. You threw that in there, Dominic, but I like <laughs> it. <laughs> so that's one. Okay. So you want to uh, make sure your communication is going with those key individuals that are going to help you uh, be strategic within your plans. That's amazing. Okay. So that's one. So what's the other? Run your day or your day will run you. <laughs> I love that. Run your day or your day is going to, your day will run you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, tell, tell me a little bit more. I know what I take away from that, <laughs> but what do you mean by that? I, I know what I'm taking away with it. So I, people tend to overestimate what they can achieve in a day or underestimate. And I know I do that by, I, I set a list this, this long for my daily to-do list. And I wound up achieving this much. <laughs> That is so, so <laughs> And it just moves over to the next day and you get a list even longer. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for my team because they were looking at me and go, she's, I don't know what she's on, but really, and you think we're going to accomplish all of that. But I'm happy to say they know me so well that they're like, okay. And then I'm like, well, maybe we should cross that off the line and maybe we should do this instead of this. And they're like, okay, now she's coming into focus. But I, I, get you, you know, that it run your day or your day is going to run so, you. So you under, you overestimate what you can achieve in a day, but statistically we underestimate what we can achieve in a week. So what I like to do is block my weeks off, plan, plan weekly what you want to achieve. And that way you're more likely to actually achieve what you set out to do for the week. And that way you've got your list of what you're going to do for the week and you can actually hit it and make sure you're staying accountable to your list. And that way you're not getting distracted by every ding of an email or, or chime on your phone. You're saying, okay, no, today during between one and two, I'm on a podcast between three and four, I'm working on this, you know, strategic plan. You know, these time chunks are dedicated to certain tasks. That's pretty cool. I mean, I like that because all, that leads to productivity. Mm -hmm. And you're right. And the fact that if I do take my to-do list and I spread it out for the week, I always accomplish my to-do list just because I shove everything on Monday and then I have to move it over to Tuesday, whatever didn't get done on Tuesday. I guess I really do it for the week. And then I said, okay, I'm just going to spread it out to make sure I accomplish it um, by Friday. But Great point, Dominic. So you have one more, Dominic. Sure. Um, one more. And that <laughs> is um, apply for ap apply for credit and for money before you need it. 
And boy, do we know that with our backgrounds um, yeah. in terms of working with businesses. And it's, you know, so it goes to your financials. Know your financials, mm -hmm. you know, so you could apply apply for credit before you need it. You want to have that emergency line of credit in place before you need it. Because when you need it, your numbers aren't going to look that great. But when when you're when you're stable and doing well, that's the time to apply for that line of credit. So that it's there when times are tough. And that's key. And anyone who has, you know, achieved a level of success at one point or another, because again, success is personal. Some people might see it as a financial gain is a success to them. Um, for you and I, Dominic, it definitely revolved around our family to make sure we were present when we could be. But to, for me, it was really, and I'll speak for myself, I can't speak for you, but it was about contributing income to the household, you know, uh, during that time. So, but that I still could be here and be present for my children and let them know that I was present. Yes, I was the mom that was the last one to pick up her kids. You know, thank God when my kids told me, we'll walk home from school now because <laughs> waiting for me, they probably did get home sooner than if I went to pick them up because I, you know, sad to say, but for me, when I got involved in a project, I kind of went into tunnel vision and all I could see was like, what's the end of it before I could um, engage. So my, my kids and everybody else knew she's coming. <laughs> she's just late. <laughs> so those are um, definitely uh, good action items, I have to say, and the reason as to why you should do them. Now, one thing I did ask Dominic that I wanted him to share more about his current position with MMT because MMT uh, Bank has been a huge, as well as many other lenders. I by no means, because quite a few of them sit on our board and have helped us tremendously throughout the years. But from your new position, because uh, Dominic just got there in January, right before all this <laughs> happened, I had a talk with Dominic about a week ago, and I was like, "So how did that go? You know, you went into VP and you're doing what now?" He goes, "Guess what? Right." So while he is um, definitely the VP, and I want to say your title again here, Dominic, you're the Vice President of Relationship Management, um, Business and Professional Banking at MMT Bank. So tell us more about that, and how is it that the banking institution? It's helping businesses, especially during now. Uh, you know, for us at the SBDC, it's really about helping businesses not go off the cliff. You know, we're, we're trying to do triage. We're trying to help them any which way we can to address this current reality that we're in. So tell us more about the position and you can tell us what MMT is actually doing. So listeners out there, can determine, okay, this is a course of action I could take. So in a general way, so mm -hmm. not so much focus on MMT, even though I've said it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I should have called them for a sponsorship. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? You guys have been phenomenal to the NJSBDC. So tell us, Dominic, tell me about your position and, you know, even how that's changed, but for the small business community, what is it that they could expect from their local banking institution? Yeah, so I, I can tell you what I do, and 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 I would think 
that as business owners, you should be able to expect the same level of service from, from my counterpart and wherever, wherever you're banking with. Um, so, so my job, as we said on the outset, is really to build relationships with business owners, um, long lasting relationships to service your financial needs. Um, like many community banks, um, we've got financial products that range from um, deposits to lo loans, lines of credits, merchant services, um, credit cards. Um, we're, we're, we're similar to, to many of the other community banks that are out there, quite frankly. Um, but where we're excelling right now is in our customer service. Um, you know, we've been an active player in the, the PPP program, mm -hmm. uh, as, as many lenders have. But we've, our focus really has been uh, getting, getting those funds into the hands of, of, of customers and small business owners. Um, in the first round of, of, of funding, we were actually able to get 96% of our applicants funded. Wow, that's pretty huge. That was because I know from our client's perspective, uh, that was not quite what was happening. And they were really frustrated, you know, yeah. and we did hear that in their voice. And when they contacted us, we did try to do our best. But coming from a lending institution, I'm happy to hear, you know, I know that MNT has always been very customer focused and that you've always done with whoever I've worked with because Dominic, like I said, he just came into that position that was always there when, you know, when we needed to refer a client and so forth. That's pretty good. I never, you know, I always put MNT with along with all the other commercial banks. You know, I never thought of them as a community lender, which okay. is um, pretty interesting um, for me to I just jotted that down simply because I said, really? I never thought of them. I just thought of them as, a, you know, one of the big guys. No, that's how, that's how we operate. And, and that's how the, the whole culture of, of the bank is, is to operate as a community lender, to, to really work with um, our customers and, and the public as, as a, at large, to work with them like that. Um, we're, we're, we're working with um, folks now to, to see our, our mission right now is to see how people are doing. Okay. Really just check in on folks. How are you doing? How how has the PPP helped or or not helped? You know what what can we do from this point on to help serve you? You know what's what what vehicle is going to serve you best from here on out? And let's and let's see what we can do. Um, this the solution isn't there's not one size fit all solution for everyone right now. Mm -hmm. you know, some people are going to need you know. There's a million other ways that you can go right now. Exactly. I mean, and some businesses haven't realized that yet. And it's something that we are trying to communicate with them that they think the PPP or the idle, what idle is SBA mm -hmm. only, but PPP involves the banks, that that was like their only course of action to get funding. And we're constantly reminding them that, no, there's other opportunities out there yeah. that can help you in the financial arena. So uh, what other, you know, especially now with um, PPP, the COVID situation, you know, what have you been seeing from your customers in terms of, and I'm asking you, you know, what are the resources that you've come across that's helping your customers that you could share with us that we can leave our audience with that they may not have thought of? Mm -hmm. you know, 
what is it that, like you are a resource connector. You and I are very similar in that respect that we've built relationships with resources that help the small business community. So what other, you know, that if you can share or if there's anything else that comes to mind that you're saying, you know, these are the other resources that businesses should be tapping into. I mean, we know about the SBA, we know about the SBDC, we know about SCORE, but what else have you come across um, maybe in your local town that I could talk to our local town about? <laughs> I know our local town, I live in Middletown and I, and this is a plug out to the Middletown Township. They've been doing some amazing things. The mayor there, they've come up with this Thursday takeout where they highlight uh, one of the restaurants in the area. So, you know, they put out a survey to see what else our businesses in Middletown need. So I see that in ours. I know that in Hudson County, um, I think in Jersey City, the city there came up with a loan program specifically mm -hmm. geared um, to those businesses there to help them match with some of the grants or the funding that they were receiving. So what have you seen? I know you're up in Bergen, right? Yeah. So yeah. what are you seeing up in your um, side of New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely get in touch with your local municipalities. I'm seeing a lot of local municipalities, local chambers um, doing doing lists and Facebook posts of what's open, what's opening, mm -hmm. um, daily posts, publicizing local businesses. So you want to get you want to get on those lists because people are turning to their local townships. People are turning to their local chambers to find out what's open. Um, I know a few local chambers up here are doing same thing as you. You know what's what's open for takeout this week? What's open for for um, for retail curbside pickup? Especially now that that's opening up. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want to be front and center on people's mind as as things start opening up. Um, I know Newark has some specific Newark only um, loans that they're doing. Um, so especially in the larger cities, you want to get on those lists of, uh, local economic development agencies, uh, local business improvement zones to see what, uh, incentives programs are available there. Um, uh, but it goes back to my first tip, you know, lawyers, CPAs, and business bankers, you want to be in touch with all three of those. If you have them, those are the ones, those are the three that should be your resource, your go-to resource. Because those those three, if you've got good ones, should be hubs in their communities, right? Should be resource connectors that can tell you, okay, talk to this person, go here, do this, prepare for X, Y, and Z because this is coming. Um, those are the ones that you want to be in touch with now so that you're strategically planning for the next step. Nice. And I, I agree with you, you know, making sure that you stay in contact with those. I'm just going to throw in your SBDC center in there. Just, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we do, we are in contact with a, a great deal of the municipalities and um, the counties that we serve. We work with the Economic Development Authority as well in the different counties. So making sure that you are reaching out. So absolutely, Dominic, I agree with you full-heartedly in terms of that resource are so important and making those connections and having those relationships and not being afraid to ask for assistance when you need it, in order to keep that ball rolling at a decent speed, 
So this way, again, when businesses were starting to reopen, you know, my thing is, as long as we reopen safely, I'm a happy camper, mm -hmm. you know, because as a director of the Small Business Development Center, I would want the businesses to open. But my concern is more for the human life. It's just, I'm turning into a social entrepreneur, I have to say, <laughs> that it's not profits first, it's people first, and profits will come, and we have to worry about our planet. So keeping those things in mind puts everything in perspective for me in terms of, okay, how is it that we can best serve the small business community? How can we help those businesses move forward? So and for us- Kudos to you, Jacqueline, for, for sitting on the, for co-chairing the, the board of the reopening. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's for District 11. Uh, Senator Gopal asked me to be the co-chair for District 11's Recovery Efforts Council. And, you know, it's bad because I should know the whole title, but <laughs> I don't. But I am honored to be in that position simply because I am in contact with a great deal of small business owners. And that being said, if you're listening to this podcast and there's anything you want to share with me that you would like me to present to Senator Gopal uh, from District 11 in New Jersey, please feel free to contact me. You can either email me at jfortis at brookdalecc.edu or through our MOSBDC at brookdalecc.edu email. If you're following me on Facebook, you could message me and I will definitely reach back out to you uh, because it is important for myself as the regional director of the small business development, as an individual who lives in the community, uh, being informed as to what is it that the businesses need so we can make sure that we're helping you transition into reopening in a safe manner. I know that Governor Murphy put out another list indicating what other businesses are opening up. Um, and I believe it's today or tomorrow that um, he signed that they would be able to open up again their non-essential businesses and what protocol they have to follow in order to be open. I do want to put a shout out to NJBIA because on their site, they put together a repository from different trade associations, industry associations, giving that particular industry the guidelines as to what they should be doing to get themselves ready. What's going to be expected from them when they open up so they can open up safely safely for the community, for their customers, you know, their internal customers, which are their employees. There's so much information on that site. And along with that site, the NJSBDC has created another site, which uh, the URL is, uh, what is it, New Jersey Small Business Help.com. And on that site, we have all the information that you could think about uh, that can be a resource to you, especially this is a situation with the unemployment that's still going on. You know, what is an employer supposed to do? What What is an employee supposed to do? So, I mean, that site, those sites that I mentioned, those resources that I mentioned will be such a help to you. So if you're looking for any kind of information that way regarding COVID-19, please visit. And to make it easy for you, just visit New Jersey Small Business Help dot com 
and all that information will be at your fingertips. And again, if there's anything that you would like for me to share with the Senator, Senator Gopal from District 11, regarding the recovery efforts, any ideas that you may have for your particular business or businesses within your industry, we are welcome. I'm welcoming you to share that information with me so I could get that off to the Senator. And like you said, to me, it is an honor. I believe in serving our community. I live in this community. I service it as part of my job, but it's a job that I love doing. So with that, thank you for bringing that up because it is an honor to serve our community, both business and our regular community. To me, um, I, I was brought up that way, that we are all part of the community and that we have to provide service when necessary. So what is it that you, I'm looking at the time and believe it or not, Dominic, um, our time is wrapping up, but I want to give you an opportunity uh, to say anything that you want to inspire other small businesses, anything that you have to say regarding the success of a business. You know, and one thing that I know for sure is that when, as an entrepreneur, you start, it's not always easy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. keeping that ball rolling as you stated before, make sure you're in contact with those resources, those entities that are here to support you and help you move your business forward. So I'm sorry if I stole your thunder on that. What are your last words that you want to leave this audience with? And definitely, if you want to reach out to Dominic, Dominic, please feel free to leave your I don't know if you want to do that today, but <laughs> leave your email or contact information if you want to. That'll be great. But I have Dominic's contact information, so you can always email me. And I'm sure Dominic will let me share it. But with that, That's go ahead, Dominic. Um, so I, I'd, I'd leave you with um, always have the have the mindset of look at, looking for what you want in life, right? Purposely, purposely look for what you want in life whether that's happiness, whether that's opportunity, whether that's the next step, um, purposefully look for it. Um, and I think when you purposefully, when you start purposefully looking for it, you'll wind up finding it. Um, you can reach me at dbelfiore, that's D-B-E-L-F-I-O-R-E at mtb.com. I'd be happy to take any questions or uh, talk to anyone who's interested. I know I kind of pushed them into giving you his information. <laughs> yes. But I did love that um, with the start of our conversation today, where you talked about opportunity, being purposeful and mindful, you know, having that mindset. And I, you know, whenever I'm asked the question and I go, I'm on, I'm an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, you know, I get a mixed bag of emotions from people. But to me, what it is, is all about the mindset. You know, mm -hmm. do you have that mindset that says, I'm, I'm going to try this. I see it as an opportunity. You know, even if I fail, it's still an opportunity. I could move forward with this and I'm okay with it, you know, and being purposeful in what you do. And I think that's part of who we all are. I think it's part of our essence. And once we figure that out, we could definitely charge ahead um, and be quite successful. So with that, I see that we are almost at time. And I want to thank 
Dominic, again, my friend, my colleague um, that I do miss talking to from SBA. When I found out, I was like, oh, Dominic is what? You know, I said I couldn't believe it. He was moving on. But I do wish my friend all the success in the world. I know that he will continue to achieve success. Again, I thank him for his service and that he's provided our country and serving in the Marines and what he continues to do for veterans. With that, uh, again, thank you, Dominic. Thank you for taking time uh, to sit with me and talk of success. Because again, talk of success is really about your personal success journey and what that entails and that we're happy. I'm happy that we had an opportunity to give you some takeaways. I hope you did listen. I hope you jotted some notes. It's been fun. It's been wonderful seeing you, Dominic. My love to the family that keeps on growing. I'm so happy for you. I don't know about your wife, but imagine quarantine. I can't even think of it. Quarantine with Three kids under what age, Dominic? All under six. Oh, God bless. <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, so definitely God bless. And to all those out there who are, what is it, our heroes, you know, those that are in the healthcare industry, those that are the teachers. I mean, I the idea of having to homeschool never thrilled me. I believe teachers are worth their weight in gold. So uh, for the parents who have to become, have become all, because even nursing, think about it. Somebody gets sick. You don't run to the hospital with them anymore. You try to treat them at home. Children are being homeschooled. You're still trying to work from home. You know, if you're a parent, making all that happen seamlessly. Like, I am so grateful my son is outside with a dog, I think. Also, the dog would have been running around, making me get up, letting him out. So I fully understand that. But to those heroes that continue to make, you know, our community safe, and that they've taken on the front lines because as is being said, you know, this is, uh, this virus is not seen. So this is an enemy that we can't see, but that these special individuals have taken the time and to some extent put their life on the line to make sure that the rest of the community is safe. So to those individuals, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, you know, and again, making sure that we recover is what we're here to do on the talk of success, trying to give you insight and helping you empower yourself to continue to move forward. So with that, I bid you a bye, but not a farewell, because we will be chatting, Dominic. <laughs> uh, but to all of you, um, please, please stay safe, exercise, social distancing properly, uh, you know, but enjoy yourself, but make it safe for yourself and those that are around you as well. So with that, take care. Thank you for joining us at A Talk of Success. This is Jacqueline Mejias-Fuertes, Regional Director of the Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College covering Monmouth and Ocean County. So remember, you need help. We are resourceful, we respond, and we are resilient. And that is the NJSBDC who does that for you. So thank you and be safe.